ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. It's 2024, the start of a new year. You might be back at work today, your mind is fresh, you're well rested, you're ready to get stuck in. Then Sam Kerr injures her ACL seven months out from the Paris Olympics. Dang. It's not the start to 2024 Matilda's fans and probably sporting fans in general were hoping for, but we must regroup and look to the future. Who steps up? What role will Kerr play in the Olympic campaign? And can the Tillies once again overcome the loss of their star skipper? I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily. Sam Lewis writes about football for the ABC and talks about it on the Far Post podcast. Sam, today Matilda's fans woke up to the news that Sam Kerr has sustained an ACL injury. What do we know about the injury? How did it happen? And are you okay? Um, No, I'm not. (laughs) Um, Neither, I assume, is the rest of the country. Indeed, the rest of the world, probably. Um, This is, I think, probably now a national day of mourning. Yeah, look, so Sam Kerr, Matilda's captain. um, It was the, the worst news to wake up to for Matilda's fans. She has sustained an ACL injury. He's harder, and Kerr's in the middle. Can Kerr get there? Of course she can. The player of the year with another huge goal. And Chelsea lead in the cup final. What we know from Chelsea FC, uh, who released the statement, is that she sustained this injury during a warm weather training camp in Morocco. It's a training camp that was organised uh, for the team to return back from their winter break. So uh, in the Women's Super League, they all get a little bit of a break over Christmas and then they all come back together and do a quick training period before they resume their season. So Kerr was in Perth with her family to celebrate the, the holidays um, and also her engagement to her partner, Christy Mewis. And then she flew back to Morocco um, shortly afterwards to, to join her team and There weren't a huge number of details that were released beyond that. It's just that she sustained it during a training session. Uh, We don't know whether it was a contact injury, so whether she clattered up against another player or whether she twisted it in the grass, as so often players do, without actually touching anybody or what any other circumstances were around it. Hopefully more details will come to light um, in the next couple of days or weeks. But yeah, it's it's, overall, it's a pretty devastating moment, I think, for, for, for women's football more generally. Ford gets it past two. And then it's put in by Kerr. They made an absolute mess of that in their defence. Chinese Taipei. Kerr in the right spot at the right time. In three Olympic qualifiers, she has scored in every one of them. And we know that ACL injuries are typically a long recovery. We also know the Olympics are less than eight months away. So it looks like the Tillies are going into yet another major tournament without their skipper. We saw this happen at the World Cup too. This seems like an obvious question, Sam, but how much does this hurt the Matildas and how much will that World Cup experience maybe help them? Yeah, look, it's a good question. And I think the World Cup experience, it's almost a blessing in disguise, isn't it? Because, Mm. you know, when Sam Kerr was struck down by that calf injury on the eve of the tournament, it felt like the sky was falling in. You know, I think a lot of people really questioned how far the Matildas could go without not just their star striker, but their captain, their leader on the field. But as we saw, they were able to perform really well. Back again towards Caitlin Ford. Ford takes the ball in towards the edge of the box. One on one with the keeper. Ford slides it home. And Australia take the lead. They were able to get 
quite far without her actually on the pitch. And I think that's a real testament to the players. It's a testament to the head coach, Tony Gustafson, for finding the right combinations and the right replacements in the right games. And it's also a testament, I think, to Sam Kerr because she was still, from all accounts, behind the scenes leading the team. She was still there as part of the group. She was still keeping them positive, keeping them motivated, um, and ensuring that they didn't suffer just because she wasn't able to join them out there. So I think by virtue of that experience going into the Olympics, yes, there's been no official confirmation that she will miss it, but an ACL injury typically takes about 12 months to recover properly from. So by all intents and purposes, she's probably going to miss the Olympics. But I think the Matildas will be going into that tournament, if they qualify, of course, feeling a little bit more comfortable than maybe they would have because they have experienced what it's like to play without Sam Kerr and they've experienced what it's like to get far in a major tournament without Sam Kerr. So hopefully all of those experiences combined will be able to make it a little bit more of a gentle sail rather than a sort of turbulent tornado come (laughs) July. Well, what roof there is at Stadium Australia lifted fully off because here, making a bow in the World Cup, it's Australia's captain, Sam Kerr, is about to come on for her first minute of the 2023 World Cup. She's coming on to replace the scorer of the second goal, Hayley Razo, who gets a great ovation in her own right. But here's Sam Kerr. So that being said, who are going to be the keys to replacing her? Who will Tony Gustafson be turning to and leaning on to step up now? There's a couple of different options. Um, As we saw during the Women's World Cup, Mary Fowler was one of the the big players to step into the kind of attacking role in the absence of Kerr. Fowler controls it. Fowler shoots! Oh, wonderful goal! Oh, from long range! She played kind of as a, as a false nine, so as a centre forward, but someone who dropped a little bit deeper to combine particularly with Emily Van Egmont, who was brought out of sort of the wilderness and, and plopped into central attacking midfield um, and was able to combine really well with Mary Fowler through the middle. Another potential option is Caitlin Ford, the Arsenal winger, who has played at the centre forward position a number of times, both for club and for country. She's had obviously incredible history and chemistry with Sam Kerr, and the two of them have swapped in and out of position over the course of their Matilda's careers. And Ford at the moment is in some of the the best form of her entire life. So uh, we could potentially see uh, Caitlin Ford come in. Uh, We could also see some more peripheral players, potentially uh, young midfielder Amy Sayer, who's been slowly drip-fed into the senior team over the last couple of months. She's a really quick, tall, um, physical, smart player who usually plays as an attacking midfielder who can kind of bomb forward and become a second striker. Sayer with the ball! Sydney level. Amy Sayer finds the back of the net. Her first goal for her new club. Or we might see another player who um, has been tested over the last 12 months under Tony Gustafson, such as a Remy Seamson, a Larissa Crummer, you know, some other more natural strikers who are currently bobbing about Europe and, um, and getting some minutes under their belts as well. So there are a number of different options to call on, but I think it really depends on you know, the formation that they want to play, um, the kind of opponent that they'll be facing. You know, it all it all sort of depends on the moment, I think, and the players that are available. So hopefully you'll be able to find the right combos. Some big decisions to be made for Tony. And you touch on this, the fact that during the World Cup, even when Kerr wasn't on the park, she was such a huge part of that squad. So what role, if any, do you think she will have throughout this next period? Yeah, look, I, I think, um, sorry to bring men's football into it, but <laughs> I remember when uh, when Martin Boyle, the Socceroo, was struck down with a knee injury um, 
before the the men's world cup or, or during the the training sessions in the lead up to the men's world cup in qatar um he didn't leave camp he was reassigned to become the socceroos quote unquote vibe merchant <laughs> uh which is basically just um like a good positive influence behind the scenes someone who stays as part of the group stays in camp keeps everyone focused keeps everyone enjoying th- themselves and keeps everyone together you know i think that is probably what sam kerr's job is going to be going forward uh, obviously, she'll have a lot of things to do um, in terms of her own rehabilitation, uh, in terms of her own mental health as well. You know, this is a, a pretty serious injury to sustain and it takes a, a professional athlete away from the thing that has defined them for their entire careers. You know, for uh, psychologically and emotionally, that's very difficult to deal with. So I think even in that sense, still being part of the Matildas, still coming into camp, and being involved behind the scenes, still feeling part of it will be a really important mental health element for Sam Kerr, as well as her access to the Matilda's medical staff, who are some of the best staff in in the entire international women's game. So I think by all of those kinds of circumstances, I think we'll probably still see Sam Kerr in and around the Matildas over the next six months. We're just not going to see her out on the field. Yummy mummies at the front. Who are we waiting on? Emma, shock. Always waiting on you. Sam Kerr vibe merchant. I like it. Aside (laughs) from Kerr, we have seen so many Matildas make the jumps to other leagues around the world. Just recently, Charlie Grant joined Tottenham, Katrina Gorry to West Ham. How important will that sort of experience in a really high performance system be for these players and the Matildas generally leading into this next period without Sam Kerr? I think the the big wave that we've seen of Matildas going to Europe is a good and a bad thing. It's great in the sense that these players are now in some of the best training environments in club football. They're playing with and against some of the best players in the world. They have access to some of the best resources, the best coaching, the best facilities, um, and they're playing regular full-time professional football, which a lot of these Matildas didn't grow up doing. They were part-time or amateur players. They only in the last couple of years know how it feels to actually be full-time footballers. And Arsenal are on the move again here. Cooney Cross. And there's an overload, a real opportunity, and it's 4-2. So in that respect, it's excellent. And the fact that we've got more and more Matildas joining some of these clubs is a really important thing for the national team. It means that they are going to be keeping in step with um, the, the major teams that are going to be challenging at international level. And, you know, it's no coincidence that the Matildas have made it as far as they have in the last two major tournaments, just as those same players have been playing with and against those kinds of national team players in Clubland. So in that respect, it's great. But... I think it's also important to talk about the fact that uh, when it comes to ACL injuries that that we're we're talking about now with Sam Kerr, research is showing that um, the loading that players are currently experiencing, and by loading I mean the amount of um, high intensity match minutes that they're all playing regularly and increasingly playing across multiple competitions is one of the factors that actually contributes to ACL injuries overall. So on the one hand, while we've got these great environments and and these great games that these players can can play in, it's really important that we balance that with um, giving these players enough rest, making sure that they have the resources around them um, to, to manage their loads, to manage their bodies, to prevent fatigue. And also in terms of international travel, that's another really key factor when it comes to um, the 
likelihood of sustaining ACL injuries. And for the Matildas, who have to do some of the longest travel in football, coming all the way back to Australia and then all the way back to Europe multiple times a year, that is in itself uh, a significant part of the conversation as well. So hopefully, even though we have seen a couple more Matildas joining these clubs in Europe, um, they're going to be provided ideally both from their clubs and from the national team with the resources that ensures that they are not going to have their bodies break down effectively as a consequence of it. I, for one, would like to see Australia sending a whole lot of cotton wool around the world to where all of our <laughs> Matildas are. Sam Lewis on this, the saddest of days for women's football. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Poppy. Headlines. More bad injury news for sports fans with Rafael Nadal announcing he won't play the Australian Open after he sustained a micro-muscle tear. He's headed back to Spain immediately for treatment. The good news is it's not a recurrence of the same injury he had before, but you get the feeling we might have seen the last of the champion on Australian shores. I don't know. I mean... Honestly, I, I am not 100% sure of anything now. Staying with tennis for a moment, Aussie Alex Dimonor has moved into the top 10 in the rankings ahead of the Australian Open, which starts on Sunday. And you'll be able to hear it live and ad-free on the ABC Listen app. Cricket Annalise Perry celebrated her 300th game for Australia by hitting the winning runs with a six to level the T20 series against India. Goes big, does Elise Perry. Is it all the way? It certainly is. We spoke about it for those sporting romantics. Elise Perry not out with the winning runs in her 300th match and a six to boot. Doesn't get much better than that. It's classic Elise Perry, really. She hit two sixes and three fours for a total of 32 off 21. The series decider takes place in the early hours of Wednesday morning. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Declan Byrne. Thanks to the WPL, Chelsea and Fox Sports for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.